The Lakers make a surprising decision to cut Trevor Ariza. Plus, is Malik Monk going to be getting a big contract this year? And is Rob Palinka out? As the Lakers general manager, there is a lot to talk about here tonight on the Laker Hand podcast. What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand podcast. I'm your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am joined by the one, the only, my favorite co-host in the entire world, Laker Dad. Dad, obviously there's a lot to talk about tonight, but first the the big and rather surprising news that the Lakers decide to waive Trevor Ariza. Kind of peculiar because there's only a couple games left of the season. Yeah, Hannah, it's kind of sad for me. I'm going to be honest. I was excited. I didn't know how much Trevor Ariza really had left to give at this stage of his career. But I was very excited when the Lakers hired, uh, uh, signed him. You know, I remember him so fondly from years ago. He was an important part of a Lakers championship back, I think, in 2010. And, uh, you know, I was hoping that he still had something left. I think the Lakers were really counting on him to be a starter. But unfortunately, you know, we know he was hurt to go into the season. And he missed the first two months of the year. And he never really caught up. He never really got his his shooting rhythm down at all. It looked like he was kind of losing a step. And really ended up on the bench for most of the last part of the season. Still, it's sad to see him go for me. Yeah, he's one of the biggest surprises for me this season. Um, one of the most biggest disappointments as well, unfortunately, because I, like you, was very excited when they brought Ariza. Obviously, former Laker champion, you know, very good 3 and D guy, the exact type of player that the Lakers really needed. Yeah, you know, Daddy mentioned the injury. He just, unfortunately, was never able to kind of find his groove with this team. And like you said, never really had any type of a role, which was surprising for a lot of people. But Dad, why do you think the Lakers decided to waive him now? You know, there's only a couple games left. Obviously, they're eliminated from that play-in tournament. But why now? Hannah, I think that's the question people are asking. And I, and I'm, I can't say that I know for sure, but it looks like They want to sign another player before the season ends. I think that then gives them control over that player for next season because he's on the roster. You always have priority in re-signing your own players. So they must have somebody in mind. It may be somebody who's already on the roster who doesn't have a guaranteed contract or it may be somebody who's going to surprise us. Remember, Hannah, the Lakers' offseason is always full of surprises. Oh, exactly. You know, I have a feeling this offseason is going to be even more actually way more exciting than this season actually was. So there's definitely going to be a a lot of things happening. But Dad, do you think this could have anything to do with the report today that Malik Monk could actually be getting a, not maybe a huge contract, but you know, it was reported today that Monk is going to probably be getting a bigger contract than he of course is right now with the Lakers, uh, five to $10 million. Yeah, Hannah, no, I don't think this move with Trevor Ariza has anything to do with that that I, that I know of. However, um, you know, one of the intriguing questions of the offseason is going to be, will the Lakers try to re-sign Malik Monk? And if so, are they going to be able to do it? He's had a good season for the Lakers, uh, you know, one of the few bright spots, and I think he's a good young player. I, I You know, I like him. I'd like to see them bring him back, but uh, it really depends on the cost. As we know right now, unless the Lakers are able to get rid of some salary, they don't have a lot of money to play with. Yeah, obviously, uh, they're going to have to figure something out. But Rob Link actually gave an interview recently where he was talking about the fact that he believes that they will be able to bring Monk back. You know, obviously, it's just talk. But he said that he feels that him and Monk uh, have a good relationship and that they will be able to make a deal work and work something out. I, for one, would definitely want to see Monk on this team. He was one of 
if not the most consistent players on this roster. Again, he's only 23 years old. Actually, just turned 24, excuse me. So he is one of the only young guys on this team. I think he has a lot of potential. He's a great three-point shooter. I do think he plays hard on the defensive end, although he's not the best defender. I think he's a good player that, for the Lakers' future, I think could have a, a nice role. So hopefully they are able to bring him back. But you know that I was reading, obviously uh, people are thinking he's going to get that 5 to $10 million. The Lakers would only have about $6 million to offer him uh, I don't know it just it would have to of course be a deciding factor is whether or not he wants to stay loyal to this franchise or if he wants to go get money somewhere else no Hannah he's a young guy he, he came here for the veterans minimum he's gonna want some money next year um you know I the Lakers are gonna have a lot of moves in the offseason they have to try to open up some salary not just for him but for others as well so you know we're just gonna have to see I'm wondering if we might see a backcourt next year of Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn uh, that, you know, going into this season was an intriguing pairing, to be honest with you. If Russell Westbrook uh, hadn't been here, and if, of course, Kendrick Nunn hadn't been hurt all year, that might have been the backcourt this year. I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. But again, Malik Monk will be one of the important questions the Lakers have to answer this offseason. Yeah, I know it's so frustrating for Laker fans that Kendrick Nunn never got, you know, an opportunity to play this season. I don't think anyone could have predicted that because I agree with you, Dad. You know, the, the backcourt of Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn is something that could be exciting, you know? So you never know. Maybe we will uh, be able to see that next season. But there are definitely going to be a lot of moves and a lot of things changing in this uh, Lakers team this offseason. One of them may very well be the Lakers front office. Dad, obviously Rob Palenka has been in the hot seat all offseason long because, of course, this team has been completely, you know, underwhelming, underperformed, did not meet expectations. Obviously, going into the season, it was supposed to be a championship team, and we didn't even make the play-in tournament. Now, who's to blame for that? You know, who the heck knows? Is it the injuries? Is it the, you know, lack of chemistry? Is it Frank Vogel? Uh, but a lot of people are blaming the front office, and they are blaming Rob Palenka in particular. So, According to uh, some recent reports, I mean, obviously all season people have been talking about is Rob Plink out, is he the best man for the job for the Lakers front office, but uh, today a lot of rumors and reports heating up that his job could really be in jeopardy. Dad, do you agree with that? Do you think that's fair? Hannah, I think after this kind of a season, I think everything has to be on the table this offseason. You know, it's hard for fans to know just how responsible he is. I mean, on paper, he is the responsible party. As the general manager, he's the one who puts the team together. But, you know, what role LeBron James had and Anthony Davis had, what Kurt Rambis may have insisted on, what Jeannie Buss may have said, it's hard to know. But, you know, one thing they do is they look for scapegoats after a season like this. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think there's plenty of scapegoats to be had here. I mean, obviously, we know Frank Vogel is going to be the number one scapegoat. I wouldn't be shocked if Palenka went, you know, this was a horrible roster this year. I mean, it just, it just, it just was bad from the beginning. It was mismatched, you know, t like 10 guards and five other players on the team. It was just the weirdest roster that any NBA team has probably ever put together. I just don't know who's responsible, but at least on paper, that usually falls on the general manager. Yeah, I just, I don't know, Dad. I think when you have LeBron James on your team, I think he really is the guy calling most of the shots. So I think this team was really assembled mainly by LeBron. Uh, but you're just gonna, you know, we're gonna have to wait and see. But I agree with you, you know, when you have such a disappointing season like this, especially when you have a guy like LeBron James who only has, you know, one year left really on his contract, uh, things are gonna really be 
blown up this offseason. Everything's on the table because he's only got one year left and he's going to want to win a championship. So it's all going to depend on, of course, if LeBron, I think, likes Rob Palenka. Now, how much of a of a team do they make? Do they like working together? I think that's what it's really going to come down to. Yeah, I think the Lakers made a mistake this year, you know, getting rid of everybody who was on the team last year. You know, we had a good, relatively young nucleus last year. We had, you know, Dennis Schroeder, who was a fairly young guy. Montrez Harrell was a pretty young guy. You know, we got uh, the center from Detroit uh, midseason. He's a, you know, was only like 26, 27 years old. We had a bunch of guys. You know, we had Kyle Kuzma, obviously, on the team last year. We had KCP, who's, you know, still in his 20s. You know, we had a, you know, a team that might have sustained itself. And, you know, again, they had a lot of injuries last year, too. I, I think it would have been smarter to have a little more cohesion, keep some of those guys around going into this year. But they really got rid of everybody and got really old in the process. It didn't work. Yeah, that's one of my biggest fears, too, is, you know, every single season we've had a completely different roster. And it worked for us in the bubble, but then we obviously didn't work for us the season after, did not work for us this year. And now it looks like we're going to have a whole new head coach. We may have a new general manager. We're going to have a ton of new players. I mean, it's just, it's really hard to be a championship contending team and be a team that's even good, that gets any chemistry when you're constantly just changing the entire lineup. Yeah, that's been the Lakers' problem the last eight years, Hannah. It's been a new roster every single year, and the results are really seven out of eight you know, we're losing seasons and we didn't even make the playoffs. Yeah, which is exactly why, you know, I want us to try to keep as many guys as possible. But of course, it's going to be difficult because uh, Russ's contract is uh, pretty hefty. But of course, I'm sure they're going to try to move him. There's going to be, the Lakers are going to try to do their best to uh, improve this offseason. Just what can they do is uh, yet to remain seen. But, you know, Laker fam, I think that is uh, going to wrap up today's show. I want to hear from you, though. How do you feel about the Lakers waving Trevor Ariza? Also, let me know how you feel about Malik Monk. Would you want to see him back in the purple and gold next season? And, of course, let me know what you think about Rob Palenka. Is he really to blame here for this roster, or do you think... No, he was just listening to LeBron James. Let me know. You can tweet me. My Twitter is at Hannah underscore Kulik. And of course, you can also message me on Instagram. My Instagram is at Hannah Rose Kulik. Thank you guys so much for listening as always. And until next time, Laker Hand and Laker Dad are out. Bye, everyone.